Jesus. Oh, how sweet, how sweet it is to trust in you, Jesus. Oh, how sweet, how sweet it is to trust in you, Jesus. Good morning. Hello, I am Nicole Walker, youth minister here. So in case you didn't know me and you're like, what? What about Sunday attire? Uh, Today is mission trip reporting Sunday, and so I dressed like I was still on the mission trip. It was pretty exciting. Um, I am delighted to see all of you, and I hope you're happy to be here. Um, A few announcements. Obviously, Pastor Mike is not here. He's not hiding anywhere. Uh, He's still on vacation, but he'll be back this week. And so Jen and I will be leading you in worship this morning. Uh, If you wouldn't mind, you could grab the blue attendance pad along the center aisle and log your attendance with us. That would be fabulous. And yeah, get excited for Mission Trip Reporting Sunday. Um, On our announcements, you know, in the back of the bulletin, I just would like to highlight church camp is coming up this weekend in McCall is for all church people, whether you come regularly or once in a blue moon, whether you have little kids or not, you know, you're, you're all welcome uh, to come and hang out with me in McCall on, on the lake. It'll be a great time. Uh, the prices, we've tried really hard to keep the prices low, and we have scholarships if you need. So if you want to come and join us, uh, you can talk to Cassie, and they're our registration forms available. And then if you're a volunteer, if you have ever volunteered with us ever in the last year or two or however long, we want to appreciate you. We're having a volunteer appreciation ice cream social on August 13. So come and let us serve you. We normally do, we try to do a volunteer appreciation thing in the spring, but with conference this year, it was too much. We didn't forget about you. We just needed a little more time, so we're going to feed you sugar. So come, come at 1 o'clock on August 13th and let us feed you sugar. And yeah, I did have one special announcement Don Brister asked me to make. Um, you might, If you were here a few weeks ago, he shared about our church finances and how we're in the hole, and uh, you know, that's stressful, but we, we trust that God will provide. Um, well, someone has taken it upon themselves to volunteer to give a matching gift. Uh, if you give above and beyond your normal gifts, um, there's an anonymous donor who has volunteered to match above and beyond donations up to $5,000. So if you would like to um, make a donation today or this week or in the coming weeks, you can just mark that it's an extra gift or like above and beyond mark that on the check or on the envelope, giving envelope or online, and someone has volunteered to make those dollars go further. So that's pretty cool. And I think that's all the announcements. So go ahead and greet one another in the spirit of Christ, and then we'll join our voices in song.
Good morning, guys. I have a question. Do you like like spy movies, Secret Agent? Have you guys ever watched Spy Kids? Anything like that? No? You're not sure? Okay. Well, I loved spy movies, and I still get really excited when I watch one. I think it's, like, so fun. Um, And here's a little-known fact. I am not a spy, but a secret agent. I have been a secret agent. Now, my kids were up here first service, and Coraline was like, no, you're not. <laughs> I do, but it's, and it's true. I'm a youth minister, not a secret agent for my job, right? But I have been a secret agent of hope and encouragement. When I was in high school, I had some good friends, and we formed a secret agent club. See, that's, you got the sunglasses. You're already ready. Um, yeah, we were cool. And we saw that one of our teachers, Mr. Rob, who was the sweetest guy, he was having a rough school year, okay? He was great with high schoolers, but he was baffled by middle schoolers. And he had to teach uh, a sixth grade study hall. And it was just wearing on him. This poor man, he just didn't know what to do with these little sixth graders. They were so crazy. Um, And so we decided that we were going to do a secret mission to cheer him up. So we, we had a lot of creativity and a lot of nerdiness, okay? And we, we, like, built case files. I remember, like, I got a picture of his license plate one day, and I was like, yes, this is so cool, add it to the case file. Um, and what we ended up doing was we put together a care package for him and addressed it to him, and then, like, we had to time it just right so the secretary was out of the office, and we, like, snuck it on her desk, and she delivered it to him. And we, we gave him, like cards with Bible verses of encouragement, and some snacks, probably some balloons, and then we made him a big sign that he could hang up in his class that said, sit down and be quiet. It wasn't going to work, because no kids read signs, but it was going to make him laugh. So that, that was our secret mission, and, and it was really fun. Well, did you know that you can be a secret agent of kindness? You don't have to make a case file, but you can be an agent of kindness and encouragement every day of your life. You can do things for people out of kindness, and then you can share God's love that way. It's amazing. Um, One thing I like to do when I go and visit my mom, I'm a grown-up now, so when I go and visit her, she doesn't like expect me to keep clean the house, right? But one thing I like to do when I go and visit her is just kind of quietly take care of the dishwasher, or just sort of sneakily clean this counter over here. Just little, little things that she might not notice even, but that to make her life just a little bit easier. And you can do things like that for your mom or your grandma or anyone. You can, you can be kind to kids at school. I'm sure you've, you've seen a hundred times how kids at school can be really kind and sometimes really mean, and sometimes a little kindness goes a long way. You can be agents of hope and agents of encouragement and kindness in the world. And now I I brought some sunglasses for you. We found out first service that they're ridiculously small. They're made for babies. But you might might take them home and put them on your stuffed animals. That's, That's the solution we came up with. So if you would like to take a pair of sunglasses, you are welcome to. And I'll I'll pray for us, and then you guys can go to Sunday school with Miss Cassie. God, thank you for the opportunities that you give us to spread love and light and hope and encouragement around in our everyday lives. In your name we pray. Amen.
This is the time of our service where we center our hearts and our minds and our spirits to receive God's word today. So please take a moment of quiet reflection, and then I will lead us in our pastoral prayer and the Lord's Prayer, which will be, the words will be on the screen. Gracious and loving God, create in us a gentle spirit. Where there is conflict, may we bring peace and resolve. And where there is division, may we help to mend relationships and build community. Help us to see one another as you see us, with love, with compassion and and with mercy. We are your people, Lord. And in you we rest. Empower us to be an example of your love and your grace in all that we do. May we be agents of hope in this world. Guide us to your truth so that we may live freely and lightly in you. And Lord, today we come together as your people to pray the words that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. invite you to stand and join us in our next congregational song, Arms Open Wide.
have a seat. Before we do our scripture reading, I'm going to invite the mission team to come forward. And I've asked them each to prepare a little snippet of something to share with you from our trip. So, come on, come on. Uh, my name is Toby. Um, so I was in Crew Eight, no Crew Seven, and we collaborated with Crew Eight. I was with Jenna over here. Um, we ended up working at a charity site for the homeless, um, and we did we did a lot of different stuff. We did weeding, gardening, cleaned a van, organizing. We did, yeah, there was a lot of stuff, but it, I didn't know what to expect out of it. But it was a lot of fun. I'm Brendan, I was in Crew One. We helped out with uh, disabled kids where uh, the, the place we were helping at uh, Respite, they help, need a lot of help from volunteers. So we were able to help them go to places they otherwise wouldn't have had enough people for. It was really fun. My name is Julius and I was part of Crew Nine. In Crew Nine, we helped around the Habitat for Humanity Restore where we helped fold the clothes, put the clothes on the rack, and pretty much stock anything on the shelves that was needed for the thrift store to operate. And 100% of the profit made by that restore helped went to help go towards building the houses in the area. And on the final day of our mission trip, we were given the amazing opportunity to go out and meet some of the people who, whose lives had been transformed by this, by this opportunity to receive a house. We heard one story of a couple where his wife wasn't able to work anymore. They weren't able to pay the bills because she was in the hospital. They weren't able to afford where they were living. And Habitat for Humanity gave them a fresh start, an ability to start a life where they were able to thrive and also be supported by a community of people who are also helped by a similar thing. And I thought that experience was beautiful. Hello, I'm Nate. I was with Julius in Crew 9 it was, yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun uh, working with Habitat for Humanity. It, it was a lot of fun. I was a little far away from Julius uh, for most of the time. He was folding clothes and working more indoors. I worked outside on the donations, and it was a lot of fun seeing all the people come in um, and donate stuff and talking with a lot of people uh, about God. I had a good close friend that I started making, one of the volunteers named Sam, and it was good talking with him. He, uh, he really enlightened me and uh, helped me go through the process of uh, Forge, which was our message when we were on the mission trip. Um, and I have found that quite deep and meaningful. He helped me uh, talking with him, chatting with him uh, about how God's always there with us through struggles, a guy who struggled a lot, and then also with Julius, as he said, um, at the end, seeing what our work went towards, uh, the money that it went into to build buildings for people in need and people that uh, have struggled. And being able to see that and see the help that we've been able to put in was meaningful, and I quite enjoyed it. I'm Jenna, and I was with Toby at Catholic Charities, and it was extremely helpful for us to be there to help the staff in making their facilities more beautiful and to help them support all the people that live there. They had permanent residents, part-time residents, and it was really amazing to get to see how they're able to help so many people. 
I'm Joe, and uh, I helped at the Respite Center with special needs kids, and uh, it was a good experience. I'm Ian, and uh, we had a number of uh, adult leaders on the trip, and of course we're with, we were with other churches that uh, had adult leaders and youth groups there. And I think one of the, the best parts of this is um, how group missions who organizes, you know, Nicole organizes our end of this, and then there is a, a bigger organization that uh, gets all of these churches to, to send representatives um, and organizes the actual mission activities that uh, we went and helped with. And I think one of the, the amazing aspects of it is how um, they split up the, the people. I, I didn't serve with, I, I served with one person from our church, and uh, some people served with, with few. Uh, most people served with few from their own church, so you got to meet new people, you got to work with uh, they're adults and, and youth uh, that uh, you, you don't know. You get to know them, of course. And it's interesting to see how the different experiences and the different talents um, come together uh, in each, um, in the missions that you, you get sent off to serve in. For example, our group, group uh, five, we primarily were um, doing landscaping and yard work uh, for low-income families that typically also had some, they were, they were low-income because they had some sort of disability and, and really couldn't do those tasks very well. So um, we had folks in our group from Kentucky, Texas. Uh, the other leader, adult leader with myself in the group was from Texas. And we sort of hit it off right away because we both found we were, we were military and we were like, okay, well, a bunch of people that we don't know and we had to make them do things or get them to do things, or lead them. Uh, that's what we're used to doing, coming together with people that we don't know and, and pulling off uh, tasks. And um, it was, there, were, there were fun times, there were arduous times, there was a lot of sweat involved. Um, and we, but it was great to see what we got done and to see the thanks um, and the looks on the people's faces, you know, they, that you knock something major off of their list that they just couldn't get to and they really needed to. So it was a great time and um, certainly recommend it for youth and adults. And I'll do it again when I, as long as I get a chance. We have some more adult leaders. <laughs> Hi, I'm Cassie, and I had so much fun with these guys. It was um, just really cool to see so many teenagers on fire for Jesus and doing God's work, and especially our youth group. It was so cool to see their friendships and the way they interacted with each other. On the way home, uh, one of my favorite parts was uh, I, got, I had a car full of teenage boys, so I was, got a little glimpse into the true life of a teenage boy. It was very educational. <laughs> We had, it was a lot of fun, and I just love these guys, and I, it was a privilege to be a chaperone on this trip. 
I'm Dave, and I just want to say thank you to the church, everybody who supported the youth group and the youth groups in the past and the mission trips and everything else. It's so important for these kids to be able to go off and do all that stuff. And one thing I forgot to mention in the first service, but the second service may be really important, is that we left with 12 kids and we came back <laughs> with 12 kids. I don't think they were the same 12 kids, but the parents <laughs> didn't mind when we got back. They really didn't care. So anyway, it worked out well. Um, I wanted to ask, actually ask for a big round of applause for Nicole for putting this together and, and planning it, leading it, getting everybody home safe. So if we could please. My crew, I don't even know what number we were, 12, 14, 16, I don't know. Anyway, we were working at a uh, community garden where they produce roughly 2,000 pounds of food a year. and. The Colorado Spring had been really wet, so they hadn't had a chance to, of course, this is in June, and it was 95 to 97 degrees every day. There hadn't been any weed eating, no mowing done. This was over like five acres, and so literally we get there, and it's just like walls and walls of weeds. And so we took three days just to get that out, started weeding, feeding the chickens, all the other stuff that they have there, and it was just a great time. And, and I know that some of the bigger kids on my crew, on the last day, they were so excited because they got, she rented a post hole digger because she needed to build a fence. So they got to run the, the, you know, the big huge machine, you know, doing building post holes. They probably did 300 yards of post holes that afternoon. And they were, it was like, we're going to get it done. We're going to stay late. We're going to get it done before we go back to the church. So it was awesome to see the motivation even after three or four days of them working in the heat. So it was awesome. Thanks again. And then I received some notes from Gabe and Samantha Beneshek, who are on vacation today with their dad, and they wanted me to share. So Gabe says, I was excited to learn that I was going to be working with kids with disabilities. I knew it was going to be fun because I had worked with other special ed kids during a past few school years. When we, went on, when we went on the trip, my partner Gavin and I connected, having so much fun together. I also had a, time with the youth, a good time with the youth group and some other youths that we met. It was sad to say goodbye to Gavin and Loveland, but the ride home was also an adventure. I learned a lot, and we had so much fun. And then Samantha says, I changed jobs multiple times. I got to see how to help the community in a number of ways, and it helped me remember that we can see God and help others by doing a variety of things. And that's the perfect time for our sermon. So we'll give these guys a round of applause. They can go sit down, and then Toby's going to read our scripture. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast of the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. Hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our, poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Thank you. So as was kind of mentioned already, while we were in Colorado, uh, our group was with four other church groups participating in a program run by Group Mission Trips. Group Mission Trips puts on work camps and weeks of hope around the country every year, and they do a really nice job of running a, a spiritual program to go alongside with all of our volunteering. This year, the theme was forged, and we compared the process of forging metal with the ways that God shapes us through our suffering um, 
Like metal starts out hard and strong, but before it can take useful shape, it needs to be purified, um, softened, and molded. I'm sure you can see the analogy here without me spelling it out for you. Um, And the group staff used our scripture passage for today as a sort of a map showing how we pass from hope to suffering to perseverance to character and back to hope. One of the neat things about taking the kids away for a mission trip is getting them out of their comfort zones. Do you need to drive 11 hours to serve other people? No, of course not. Uh, Absolutely not. But when you're spending all day every day in the zone with your youth group and all these strangers, you invite God to work in your life in a powerful, unusual way. I bring this up because when on our first full day of there— we started talking about suffering. A lot of us found ourselves cracking right open and sharing pretty honestly with each other. Throughout the week, the program leader shared her own story of starting from hope, encountering suffering, building perseverance, developing her character, and getting back to hope. And every participant was invited to examine their own stories for those same movements. And you know what I noticed? In every single story I heard that week, there were key people who helped us back to hope. So think for a moment about your own suffering. If you've lived more than five minutes, you've had some suffering. I know it. (laughs) Um, Who was there for you in the moments of pain, struggle, doubt? Who was there for you when things felt like they were crashing down around you and your heart was breaking apart? For the purpose of this sermon, I'm going to call those people agents of hope. Because whether consciously or unconsciously, those people showed you love and connected you back to hope. Humans, you might not be surprised to learn, are social creatures. We're made to need each other. This is why isolation is so challenging, why solitary confinement is such a cruel punishment. This is why loneliness is one of the deepest pains that we can know. Now, if any of you have ever tried being a part of a family, any family, ever, you know that relationships are hard work. I'm about to take Jacob and our kids back to Pennsylvania to visit my family. I've got my parents there. I'll see all five of my siblings, their four spouses, my five nieces and nephews, all my extended family. And I should clarify that this is going to be a wonderful, valuable, great trip but not a vacation, okay? (laughs) Not a vacation. I love these people, and I'm so glad to see them. It's been two years since I've seen most of them, but it's going to be a lot of work to be in close quarters with all of them for two weeks. But despite how hard it might be, we are made in the image of God, a God we know to be triune. I love the sign language, triune, three in one. Uh, God always in relationship with God's self. We are made in the image of God so that we can know God and be in relationship with him and with other people. Jesus summed up the greatest commandments of the Bible like this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love. Feel the feelings, sure, when you can. But more than that, invest in the relationships. Do the work of relational love. The greatest commandment, the job we were literally created for, is to be agents of love, agents of hope. 
In 1 Corinthians 13, the famous love chapter of the Bible, the Apostle Paul describes love in some depth. He speaks of what it isn't, what it is. He speaks of its lasting impact, much greater than the impact of prophecies or knowledge. And he concludes in verse 13, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. I've read some commentary this week that suggests that faith, hope, and love are the highest Christian virtues. And I don't see any reason to argue with that. I also believe that faith, hope, and love are almost inextricably bound together. Maybe I should have clarified this earlier, but when I'm talking about hope today, I'm not talking about wishing hope. It's not kids hoping Santa's going to bring them that special toy for Christmas. It's not students hoping they're going to get an A or a good grade on that assessment. It's not even families hoping the biopsy will come back cancer-free. The kind of hope I'm talking about today is the kind that keeps you going. The kind that makes it possible to get up in the morning. The kind of hope that you have, the hope that life is going somewhere. The hope and certainty we have as Christians that love will win. That love has won. That love keeps winning. This is the kind of hope that comes from love. It comes from realizing that you are fully known and fully loved. The kind of hope that only love can bring. Honestly, I'm not sure where people who don't know Jesus get this kind of hope. And lately, it's really been on my heart. Like, it's been my biggest yearning in prayer for the youth of our church that they will know the hope of Christ. So we're going to change gears a slight bit and talk about being an agent of hope, right? Sometimes you are full of hope and you're ready to spread it around. How do you do that? By showing love. You can do that in big, dramatic ways and in tiny ways a hundred times a day. You can volunteer with any of these organizations that we volunteered with, or there are similar ones here. You can work, volunteer at the food bank or for the suicide hotline. You can provide a meal for a family going through a rough spot, or you can drive a friend to an appointment when they need some wheels. You can put the coffee on in the morning when you know that your partner is going to wake up needing it, or hold a child as they navigate their overwhelming emotions. You can even form a secret society with your friends and pull off operations of encouragement around your school if you're a big old nerd like me. I contend that any time you show love, you are acting as an agent of hope. Cue the secret agent music. Mission super possible. Spread hope. But sometimes you're not full of hope. Sometimes you're hard-pressed and you're deep in the struggle. Sometimes you need someone else to carry the hope for you because you can't quite find it. And please hear me, that's okay. It's okay to need help. We're here to help each other. God created us to be in relationships, right? This is why. Um, I want to share two quotes from two different books with you. These authors say things better than I ever could, so I'll just use their words. The first is from this Praying in Color book by Sybil Macbeth. And um, in chapter negative one, she writes, When I ask people to pray for me, I don't want them to worry about the details of my request. Obsessing over my sorrow, tisking about my wayward children, peeping through the keyhole of my confessions, fantasizing my diagnosis and prognosis, writing my obituary, that's not their task. Their task is to fill the universe with good thoughts, to wrap me in God's love, 
to give me hope and to intercede for my healing. I want them to reconnect my hands and heart with God's when I'm too fraught with fear or sadness to do it myself. Wow. What a privilege it is to reconnect someone's hands and heart with God's. And how beautiful to realize when you need that help and then to find it in a praying friend. My other quote is from the book Traveling Mercies by Anne Lamott. I love Anne Lamott. She's a mess. She's willing to admit it, too. I, if she heard this, she wouldn't be embarrassed. She's a mess. And she, she, her books always help me re- reconnect with grace and with God's outrageous love for us when we're a mess and when we're put together. Anne Lamott also recognizes our deep need for community, for other people to help us on the journey. So one of my favorite quotes from that book This is the most profound spiritual truth I know. That even when we're most sure that love can't conquer all, it seems to anyway. It goes down into the rat hole with us, in the guise of our friends. And there it swells and comforts. It gives us second winds, third winds, hundredth winds. If that's not hope, I don't know what is. And what a joyful calling it is to be a friend, to be able to go down into the rat hole with someone and carry love for them. I don't know which place you're in today. I don't know if you're ready to slap on your secret agent sunglasses and get out there. Or maybe you're struggling with hopelessness and you need your friends to reconnect your heart and hands with God's. What I do know is that some of us are in each of those places right now. And that's okay. That's fine. That's good. To paraphrase another Anne Lamott thought, communities work because we're not all depressed on the same day. We're not all in the clutches of grief on the same day. We're not all struggling with hopelessness on the same day. So we as a community can be agents of hope for one another. And then together we can link arms and be agents of hope to the world. My friends, you can be agents of hope. You can do big things like give up a week of your life to sleep on an air mattress in a hot, hot, hot crowded church and volunteer for six hours a day with strangers from around the country. Seriously, on Thursday, I thought I was going to actually melt. (laughs) Um, But you can also do small things. You can do something small like giving your sister compassionate attention when she scrapes her knee in Sunday school. Big, small, medium, all acts of love are beautiful and valuable and necessary. And each one adds hope to our world. Go and be a people of hope. Amen. It's time for our offertory now. Toby is going to sing for us. You can come up and get ready. Um, last week, Jen highlighted the youth to kind of prepare you for today. So today I'll highlight the children. Without the children, we don't get youth. Um, 
you might not see a lot of kids in here every Sunday, and I know that's sometimes discouraging, but our Wednesday night program, which will be starting up again in a few weeks, has like 17, 19 kids who come on Wednesday nights. Our VBS had about 30 kids. The, the ministry we do here is valuable, and it is changing kids' lives, and those kids are, will be the youth and the mission team of the next generation. So that's pretty cool. Give generously and be a people of generosity. <laughs> Child, I am with you. 
invite you to stand and join in our closing song, which fairly appropriately is called Close, or Close, or Close.
Go in grace, my friends. Be agents of hope. If you need hope, look to your friends. God is there in them, ready to love you and give you hope. In Jesus' name we all pray, amen.